Song goes out to my beautiful wife Danielle and to Andrew Giuliani's beautiful wife. See, he could do that himself, by the way. Andrew was uh, kind enough to show up the other night at my book signing at the beautiful America First Warehouse. This is an amazing place that Joe the Box and his lovely wife Tony have put together, all the way out in a Fafapa Vingle there on Concomit to schlep and a half. But it is a gorgeous place, and if you're a Republican, conservative, decent American, you should go there. You really shouldn't. Andrew showed up because he's great to me, and he spoke that night. We did an episode together. You'll watch tomorrow night on Newsmax, John Tobacco's Wise Guys show, and he's become, in all seriousness, uh, my guy, uh, my best buddy. Here he is, the great Andrew Giuliani. Good morning, Andrew. Sid, good morning. I'm just glad you dedicated that song to Danielle and not to me, because we might have had some issues before had to discuss, if that was the case. And there are already people saying this little man crush going on. I had Steve Scalise on last hour. We've got a man crush, too, but you and I have taken it a step further. But I got to tell you, you know, your, your whole family is so cute. Your wife is adorable. Your little girl, Grace, is, oh, is beautiful. And, and you guys, you show up at events, and everybody loves you. And you were great on uh, Wednesday night, so thank you. Uh, of course. You know, look, John says this, and, and I, I've, I've heard this before, that the America First Warehouse is like Disney World for those of us who uh, believe in conservative ideas. But I, I think it's even better than Disney World, considering everything that's happened at Disney World over the that's last true. couple of years. You're right. It really is great. It really is a great gathering place. I've been out there now four or five times. Joe the Box does an amazing job. He always seems to be getting uh, really interesting people like yourself to come on out there. Uh, and, and to talk to, uh, to to like-minded Americans, they're interested in uh, in seeing New York State turn around. Yes, it's true. And uh, you're right. Whether it's you or me or Tina Forte, Danielle Jackson, Vafafa Uh Tina Forte, or Scott Labato was there the night we were there, and uh, even Bannon, your friend. Uh, all these uh, folks show up, and it's a great place. And you folks should uh, check it out. Uh, one of the things you know we discussed, Andrew, with John, that'll be on television tomorrow night, at Tobacco on Newsmax, is the fentanyl coming across the border. Something I talk about a lot. Something John Katzmatidis talks about all the time. That's the real warfare here is that it looks like the Chinese basically, basically have, uh, this is war. Uh, they, are, they are shipping yeah. tons of drugs across the border. Now they disguise it in like Skittles, uh, candy wrappers. Uh, do you believe, I know you're going to say this tomorrow night too, but do you believe this is actually war? I, I believe it is. You know, I spent a little time, Sid, when I was in the White House on the White House Opioid Task Force uh, and I have to tell you, I've learned so much there, but to see exactly uh, what China is doing, how they're kind of looking at the strategy. And I know you've had Gordon Chang on uh, many times, and I know he's been able to really detail this in a way that probably beyond what I could even detail it. But what I could just say very top line uh, is that uh, China is relishing in the demise uh, of uh, U.S.'s the, the United States is younger people, and, and there's no better way to do that uh, than to actually hurt people from within. And fentanyl has been this uh, 
has been this killer. And, and, and they said the other day, silent killer. But you were absolutely right to say it's not a silent killer because there are so many people that are affected by this. You know, I could tell you one of the things that I remember very, very clearly getting in the White House was for 30 years, opioid deaths had gone up. Actually, in 2019, for the first time in over 30 years because of pre- President Trump's policies, they actually decreased by 17 percent, which was it was looking at kind of turning around the Titanic at that moment. One of the really sad things about the pandemic and now I think these open borders is the fact that we've hit record highs the last two years again Mm. with fentanyl and opioid overdose. And you're right. Thinking about Halloween coming up and them hiding this in Skittles and hiding this in in, in other candies right there, it's really extremely scary. And and kids now, you don't have to go to the street to go and get your opioids. There actually are apps on your phone where you can order this just like you would order, uh, you know, a chicken salad or something like that. You Jeez. can order, you can order this. And it's, it's just, it's terribly scary as, as, uh, as the, uh, as the, as the father of a, of a 10 month old daughter, obviously she's too young to use the phone at this point, but you think about what the future is like and it scares the, the Jesus. Out. No, it should. And then you've got the Democrats, Andrew, this is unbelievable. Kamala Harris on record. The border is secure. Uh, then you have Corinne Jean-Pierre on record uh, blaming the Trump administration for the crisis at the border when we know there was no crisis because President Trump was building a wall. There were no folks gathering there like they are now in massive numbers. There was no influx of deadly drugs. And yet they stand there on television and flat out lie to the American yeah. public. And these morons will still vote for Democrats. It's complete gaslighting, right? I mean, they're saying exactly really what they're doing, right? They're blaming Trump and they're blaming conservatives for what they're doing. They did the same thing with inflation and they did the same thing with gas prices when people can just see the numbers. And that's why I always said as a candidate, and I'll continue to say, politicians have narratives, right? And you you really need to look at the data and the numbers to determine whether or not those narratives are true or whether they're fictional. And people can just see what's happened from the southern border and that perspective to have four million people that have really just surged into the country. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm a Christian and, and I believe in, in really uh, making sure. Wait that a we second. Can help, Wait, we can help you're not people. you're not you're not Jewish. I know it seems like no, we that. can't you be know, friends anymore. That's it. The, <laughs> the, that's it. We're, I know. Well, the Italians and the Jews, we're you know, we're, we're kind of we're, we're like cousins, basically. You know, it's the same thing. We, we're food, family and guilt. You know, we do them all the same. So. That's not that's not my original oh, joke. That's funny. the guy Adam Ferraro who told that joke. Who was great on a show, Rescue Me, and, and it was it was great. But but anyway, you think about this, and, and it really is um, you know it, it really is sad. You know, it's funny you mentioned that show, Rescue Me. We never missed that show, me and Danielle. What is the other comedian, the Irish guy? He was a star of that show. Uh, Leary, Dennis Leary. Yes, he was Dennis great, Leary. Dennis Leary. Was, that's right. We used to love was, that show. The, the first few seasons of that show, and, they, and maybe that was, you know, being in New York, maybe that was kind of knowing, obviously, so many people uh, that were directly affected by September 11th. We were all directly affected, but so many people that were killed by September 11th. That show really was was a great, a great New York show, and it really dealt with so many of the issues, I think, that so many families and so many people who uh, who, who lost loved ones 
uh, on September 11th ended up uh, ended up the owners. Yeah, you're right. But it was also, uh, they found a way to make some of that stuff funny. Not that specific stuff, 9-11, but it was gritty. It was funny. Just a very, very yeah. good show. Rescue me. Andrew Giuliani, the best, joining me here right now. So we've got this horrible Hurricane Ian, which battered the west coast of Florida. Now the Carolinas, specifically South Carolina, they're going to be in big trouble later on today. And instead of all these politicians and TV folks coming together, worrying about Florida first and the folks, what do they do? Take some five seconds. Like when somebody gets killed in a mass shooting, they talk about gun control, Democrats, in three seconds. Same thing here. What are they talking about right now? Climate change. I mean, you've got Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar, these two morons on The View, saying, doesn't Ron DeSantis get it now? Hurricanes? Hey, ladies, ladies, the nickname of the Miami football team, the Miami Hurricanes. (laughs) This is nothing new to South Florida. What are they talking about? And you know what? In some ways, it feels like they're rooting against Ron DeSantis, and they're rooting for this hurricane to be bigger. So then that way, they can point to DeSantis and say, "See, you're a you're a science denier, and you're and you're this, and you're that." And and, and they want to hurt his political ambitions. They don't mind if the death count goes up or increases, uh, as long as they politically can uh, can can get their gotcha moments, if you will. Uh, to, to me, I, I'm looking at the response that he's. It seems like he's doing a very good job. I know he ended up declaring a, uh, a state of emergency for the state of Florida uh, before last weekend. So while the storm was still forming uh, in the Atlantic and into the Gulf there. Um, and I think he's handling it well here. I think it's just one of these storms that, you know, here's one of the things, too, that I hear a lot did when they talk about climate change. They try to point to specifically the fact that there's more property damage now than there's ever been. Well, if people go back and look, we are building more homes on the water than ever before. That's right. Back 30, 40, 50 years, um, it, it was a little bit more scarce in terms of all the homes that were actually right on the water. So now, of course, if there is going to be a hurricane, let's say it's of the same power and does the same destruction, it's going to do that much more in terms of property damage from a dollar's perspective because it's going to take that much more to rebuild there. But that's something that never ends up getting discussed. But yeah, look, Hurricanes have been hitting Florida since before uh, it's been known as the state of Florida. This is something that's, uh, that I think is, uh, is one of these things where, again, Democrats are looking for uh, an overall narrative. They're trying to push this, this idea on us uh, instead of actually just saying, hey, what can we do to actually make sure we help uh, our brothers and sisters in Florida, in South Carolina? The king of all Democrats, Joe Biden, Andrew Giuliani, has had a lot of really embarrassing moments, uh, malaprops left and right. Uh, using the wrong did words Abe at the wrong the line, time. By the way, I, I, did I hear Abe Lincoln on the line? Right. And physical stuff, too, falling up the stairs, falling down the stairs. But what he did a couple of days ago has to be the most embarrassing moment, not just for Joe Biden, but it is possible that it's the most embarrassing moment in the history of the presidency. So he's at a, at a, at a, a speed, making a speech there, you know, and... Um, this uh, lady, this politician, nice lady, Indiana politician, was killed tragically in a car crash only a month ago, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago. And yet Joe Biden, Joe Biden, is looking for her in the crowd. If you missed it, it sounded like this. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? No, Where's Jackie. She's not there. I, I she's dead. She, she was going to be here. She was supposed to be there, yes, but she's dead. Uh, so uh, we're at the point now 
where if this guy is not pulled from that position, Andrew, when's it going to happen? You know, the, the scary thing, Sid, is who's next? Who's in the bullpen to come out? It's Kamala Harris. So it's almost like yeah. you've got a guy who, you know, completely is, I don't know, seeing dead people or has completely forgot about it right there. And then if you listen to the White House pre- press secretary's response there, and actually this is one of the few times during the Biden administration where the liberal media actually was asking for real answers from Jean-Pierre or Saki back when she was press secretary, and she kept giving non-answers. She kept on saying that, you know, Biden was just acknowledging uh, her commitment to uh, to health, I think it was. I think it was a health uh, conference there. Well, it was obvious in listening to that that he wasn't, that he was looking for her. Just admit the mistake and say President Biden forgot that she had passed away. I mean, I, I guess that's going to, you know, uh, end up – that's going to end up having a whole other set of stories right there. But at least a little bit of truth in some of these moments would probably help the American people say, ah, you know, the guy's 78 years old. Uh, maybe I don't want him running again, but I, I can at least uh, appreciate the fact that he's being honest with Americans. Well, he's not being honest. No. His administration's not being honest. And, and the sad thing is when you look at what they're doing to conservatives, think about what they did with President Trump year after year. And remember, they ended up talking about the 25th Amendment, that he was not fit for office. At one point, they actually had him release one of these one of these tests to show that, that he was actually competent enough to be able to do the job. I don't think Joe Biden could actually pass that test no way. if he ended up doing it. You're 100 percent right. That they yep. gave him early on. But yep. I mean, he's totally not aware to be able to do this. And you think about Biden sitting down right now with a Putin or with a Zelensky and, and trying to figure out what's going on in Ukraine, in Russia, and utilizing leverage, uh, I I would trust probably a fifth grader better than, <laughs> yeah. than Biden actually but, do this. No, it's true. There's two things at play with Biden. Ping is even worse in China, but uh, or even yeah. uh, Kim Jong right. in North Korea, they're starting to get gutty again. Uh, I, yeah. Iran too. Uh, not only is he uh, like you're talking about dementia and all these all these physical issues, but he's compromised too because he's got a kid who's and him and his brother yeah. making a ton of money from all these uh, countries. So uh, it's time to uh, evoke the 25th Amendment for him. Uh, Never the case with Donald Trump. So on the way out, the Giuliani's are the New York's uh, biggest Yankee fans. We know that. So Judge comes home. Orioles in the Bronx tonight. He's now tied with Roger Maris at 61 home runs. Does Andrew Giuliani watch every at-bat the next seven games in Judge's race to be number one? I will definitely be tuning in, and it would be awesome to see Judge hit this thing at Yankee Stadium. I think they have three more games, three or four more games. They have three more at Yankee Stadium, three against the Orioles at the stadium, the last four games in Texas against the Rangers. So, I mean, it would just be absolutely awesome to see Judge do this at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it would – I think about Maris doing this in game 163 at Yankee Stadium. It would be spectacular. And, And let's have one of those weekends like we had two weekends ago where you had the Yankees, the Mets, the Jets, and the Giants actually win on the same weekend. That would be great to be able to do that again. I guess a judge home run at this point would probably be even better than a Yankee win, considering the Yankees have locked it up at this point. Uh, But, yes, it would be absolutely awesome. What what an amazing story for this guy to turn down 200-and-something million dollars, bet on himself, and and now the guy's going to, who knows, make a half a billion dollars. Yep. Uh, over over the course of the off season, but uh, I mean, it seems like he's one of these guys who certainly focuses, spends his time on the community. Uh, and you know, there's a there's a kind of a Jeter quality to him, Sid. You know, there's just this this kind of quiet aura of leadership that that seems to uh, that, that Judge seems to project. Uh, that's really impressive. That as a Yankee fan, as in a New Yorker, um, you know, you gotta you gotta respect. 
I agree. Uh, by the way, that Sunday you're talking about, when the Mets, the Yankees, the Jets, and Giants all won the Sunday previous to the last, that was the first time in 13 years. Got to date all the way back to 2009 when all four teams won the same day in the fall here in New York. Andrew, as always, you're great. Not good, great. It was great seeing you Wednesday. I'll watch you with me on television tomorrow night on Newsmax. And thank you for stopping by this morning. Really terrific stuff. Well, Sid, thank you as always, and have an absolute great weekend. Let's get all those teams to win. And make sure, for those of you guys who haven't gone out there, make sure you go get Citizens United. It's a great book. I've read through it now. I'm working on it the second time. I love oh, reading man. it. Grace loves chewing on the book. It's top-notch. <laughs> and you did a great job, uh, job introducing the book on TV, which folks will see coming up tomorrow <laughs> night. Thank you, Andrew. You're the absolute best. Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. There he is, Andrew Giuliani. What a great family, Rudy. Wife Z, daughter Grace, love those folks. All right, that is three great hours. Frank Morano, Congressman Steve Scalise out of the great state of Louisiana, and Andrew Giuliani. We're not done. We're going to play Beat Sid and discuss more news of the day. The fourth and final hour of today's program and the final hour of the week. Nielsen Rated, number one news talk show in New York and the self-proclaimed best talk show in the country. We are Bernie and Sid. I'm Sid, and I'll be back right after this.